Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to the Wellness Her Way podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Norton, and I'm so excited to provide you with a space where you get to shape what wellness feels like to you. Wellness Her Way is where we make a home of our body, mind, and soul instead of jumping on trends for short-term results. We've got one body. We're going to nourish it, love it, respect it, and embrace it through all its forms. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Her Way. We have the CEO of Confidence with us, Ella Halikis. And this is the conversation that I think everyone is going to benefit from listening to. I think comparison really is the quickest way to minimize something beautiful. But unfortunately, we are all human and it's pretty difficult not to compare when we're scrolling on social media or even just pick ourselves apart when we're looking in the mirror. Ella shares how she switched her insecurities and shifted that initial instinct of comparison to confidence. This transition took her from feeling unfulfilled working as a waitress to a full-time model and body positivity activist. She was also recently diagnosed with PCOS, and this is the first time that she really opens up about her symptoms and the changes that she's making in her lifestyle to heal. Ella is the hype girl and friend that everybody needs, and this is one of those conversations that you'll listen to multiple times anytime you need a confidence boost. I'm so excited to have her on the show, so let's get into it. Today we have Ella Halikas with us, and I'm so excited to have you on. We actually met on an Aloe brand trip. Yes. It was so much fun. I'll tell you what, brand trips can be so hit or miss, Mm -hmm. especially (laughs) when it comes to like who's on the trip, what brand you're with. But this trip was so much fun. It was a trip with Aloe in Hawaii, and it was a cycle syncing trip. So we went through all of these workouts with Aloe. We talked about cycle syncing your nutrition and your workouts. But I feel like the creators that were there were all so kind. Mm-hmm. Also nice. The energy was just so great the entire trip. Energy was so good. But, so, so good. I feel like, yeah, it could be a hit or miss, but the group was so good. We didn't want to leave. I know. Like, I ended up staying longer. Wait, we literally, did you? Did yeah. you actually stay? Like, like extended. Yes. Oh my God. Half of us like extended the trip an extra night because we're like, we're not leaving Hawaii. Like it was so much fun. It That's was. What yeah, it was. It was such a fun trip. So I'm really happy that we connected there. Yay. And I just like immediately could tell that you had like such a genuine energy. Yeah. I saw your socials and was drawn to like your confidence. That is, you have coined the term. You're the CEO of confidence. And we're going to dive all into that. Perfect. Self-made model, influencer, a body positivity advocate, and the way you have transformed your life over the last three and a half years. You were living at your parents' house mm-hmm. as a waitress. 
And just the other day, you were at the Golden Globes. Crazy. Like, what? So we're in crazy. this gold dress. I'm like, that is like, I know you're Greek, but like little Greek goddess. Oh like, my God. It was so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I want to know. So that's three and a half years is a pretty short time frame to achieve everything that you've achieved. What was the mindset shift that's taken place? The conversations that you had with yourself when you went mm-hmm. from waitressing and living at your parents to being at the Golden Globes, Sports Illustrated model, everything that you've <laughs> achieved, what has taken place mentally? Yeah. Those two timeframes. Yeah. It was all a mental shift. I think so much of what we want in life, you know, you can have and you can achieve. It's just really a mindset and like believing that you do deserve and can achieve that. I think I really got rid of the self-doubting thoughts. Like sometimes they do come up, but I work my hardest to overcome those. And I think when I set my mind to a goal and I set my mind to something, like I make it happen. And every day I'm always, I'm almost like addicted to bettering myself. Like Every day I'm waking up and I crave for more and not in like a nothing's ever good enough, but in a way of like, I know I'm destined for more. And it's almost like this hunger of like an excitement of like, what's next? Let's get it. What's next? Let's get it. And it it really is exciting. It's exhilarating. And so I think the shift was like, I can do this. Like, I believe there's more inside of me. There's more potential inside of me. I have so much I want to share, so much of a message I want to share and confidence. And I was like, I need to get this out to the world to, you know, maximum amount of people that I can and let's do it. And every single day I work harder to get that message out there and just show up every day. And well, it totally shows through your content. It shows in real Thank life you. in person. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I want to know about too, is like, is this something, you know, through your childhood and were your parents super supportive? Were you confident from a young age or is this something that you had to make the decision mm. to do? Mm-hmm. Good question. I think it was something that I feel like I really like was born with like this okay. innate feeling of wanting more destined for more. Like when I was a kid wanting to be a star, like always wanted to be like whatever. But then I feel like I lost myself. I feel like I lost the confidence, you know, growing up in middle school was super hard. High school was super hard. I was a lot smaller. I was like an athlete. I was very athletic. Played soccer. Um, yeah. Okay. Played soccer for like 15 years. I did swim, basketball. I did dance. I was just super active, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't confident no matter how small I was, no matter how toned, no matter whatever, I was never confident. And whether I was struggling with acne, I had super bad acne in high school. I went on Accutane in college. Like that was a huge insecurity. It was like my skin and my body. And I think that part of, was just kind of like my environment and like where I was around, you know, surrounded by friends that were always smaller than me. That was more an environmental and like society shift. But I do think the hunger for wanting to, you know, be in front of like cameras and do all the things I'm doing and like be a model. Like this was what I was born with. You know, I started doing photo shoots with my sister at like age nine or 10. She would dress me up, my older sister and take like incredible photos of me, like a baby model. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And we like look back on it, like no way I need to find more of those photos, but I always wanted to do it. But then when I got older, I realized like, oh, I can't do this. Like I can't be a model. Like I'm not skinny. Like you have to be small to be a model. So we were told. And so I think It wasn't until college where I was like, I'm so tired of letting my body and my lack of confidence like hold me back in life. Mm. Like, I know there's so much more I want to do. There's so much I want to see and explore and become. And the only thing holding me back was me and yourself. Yeah. And And the the way I viewed myself. Yeah. I think so much of confidence too is like the conversation that we just have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can label ourselves like what we see. For example, if you know, you have pimples, you're like, I'm just a person that has acne. You almost subconsciously put labels on yourself. So it's like, I'm just bigger or I'm so fat or I'm so ugly. That's why people say 
watch what you say and watch your words. Like if you really think, why do people say that is because it becomes your reality. Right. If you start saying every day how ugly and fat you are and you pick apart your entire body, your hair, your clothes, whatever, that is who you are. That is literally how you view yourself. But if you start speaking kindly to yourself and you're like, I'm powerful, I'm confident, you know, I may not be the happiest with how I look, but I'm going to work every day on becoming a better version of myself. If you just change the language, your entire life will shift. Right. And that's not an easy thing to do initially, especially after it could be years of negative self-talk. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it does take a, I don't know, maybe a light switch moment. Was there a moment for you that you felt that or a day where you were like, I have to like make this change in order to achieve what I want to achieve? I wouldn't say it was an exact day. I would say, well, there is a day I do recall. I would say it was a shift. Like it was an entire kind of like season of being so tired of being tired Mm -hmm. is how I say it. Like, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of not being confident. I'm tired of trying to squeeze into my smaller clothes because I refuse to get bigger size. You know, I'm now living in Hawaii. I transferred from Washington State to University of Hawaii where you're in a swimsuit and short shorts every single day or dresses. And like, I didn't love my body. So I was letting it hold me back. And I was like, F this, like I'm in Hawaii, like living my best life. Like, why don't I feel that way? And I wanted to feel happy. I wanted to feel free. I wanted to be able to like run on the beach in a swimsuit and not think how my body looked and be able to like explore and live and just be a freaking human and just enjoy life. And I think I got so tired of being tired. So it was a season, but there was a day I do recall where the delusional confidence kind of locked in. Cause I, I talk a lot. Delulu is the only Delulu ladies. Delulu is the only Delulu. It's so true. I believe so wholeheartedly in being delusional to the point where it scares other people. It scares yourself. People like will make fun of you. They'll think you're crazy, but then you prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like my biggest, like it gets me so hyped. So it was a quick little story. I was working at a restaurant in Hawaii, like, you know, serving and going to school during the week and then working shifts at night. It was a great job. It was right in Waikiki, made great tips. And I made a lot of friends, but I obviously just wasn't happy and fulfilled doing that. Well, 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 what I will say is I got fired for being late too many times. Oh no, that sounds like a problem I have as well. Mm, It's a problem. (laughs) We're working on it. But I got fired and I just remember thinking like, I want to be a sports illustrated model. Like, what am I I doing? And I literally told them, I was like, you're going to regret this. And I'm going to come back into this establishment as a sports illustrated model. You told them that? Mm -hmm. Oh my. And I literally left and came back two years later. Please tell me you like cut your cover out, framed it and like put it in the freaking restaurant. No, literally. I'm like, do we have a thing on the wall of like, I told you so wall? Like, I mean, like we'll put it right there. No, literally I came back in and like at the time my friends, cause I had moved off Island, but some of my friends still worked there and they were like, Oh my God, Ella, you did it. Like you're a sports illustrator, like freaking out, screaming. They like buying me shots. Like I'll never forget that. That is so awesome. It was so cool. So you it were was the so queen cool. of just speaking things into, into existence. But yes. I think being delusional is so important and people are going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you. You're going to have people that are going to tell you you're never going to achieve it. Right. But like, of course. It makes it that much sweeter when you actually do. Yeah. And half the time they're telling you, you can't do it because it scares them right. and they're projecting their own insecurities onto you because right. they may feel that they could never do it. I started modeling in Hawaii, just taking photos on the beach. Mm -hmm. And that's when my friends there were like, whoa, how'd you just do that? I was like, what? They're like, your face just changed when the camera went on. Like, how did you just smize? Like, we didn't know the name back then, but they're like, how did you do that with your face? And I just was like, oh, I don't know, like whatever. But it, it came natural to me. Like I really did enjoy like taking photos since I was a kid. 
So I just kept running with it. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. They're like, you should really get into modeling. I'm like, you're crazy. Like I, I don't look like a model. And then I saw Ashley Graham's, you know, sports illustrated cover on the magazine and plus size modeling, stunning plus size modeling kind of took place and kind of started to blow up. And I was like, Oh, you can be a size 14, 16. And like, yeah, model, this is crazy. So then that's in the back of my head. Like I can do this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I like really took it more seriously. That is so incredible. One of the things that I love is that you've, you've always said, never give up on your dreams, no matter how many times you're told no, but that's Mm -hmm. so much easier said than done. So I want to know the conversation that takes place in your head. Like when you're told no, how does it feel? What do you tell yourself and how do you actually approach the next opportunity? Like I almost tell them like, okay, just watch like no, but no, not for now. Like not right now. And so it's not a no forever. It's just no, not right now. And I, and I really do believe in, you know, God's timing and Mm -hmm. trusting that and push and work very hard, you know, but if you get told no, it's just a redirection. And you can always come back to that, right? Like I was told no three years in a row from Sports Illustrated before I got it. Yeah, that's a long time to have to be like know, resubmitting. Yeah, keep showing up and not publicly too. So many times you could have told yourself it's just not for me. It's just not like, for me. They just like this is just not going to happen. Right? No, it's really, really hard. Yeah. And I'm and I'm human. Like there are days and moments where I've cried, I've broken down. I'm like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this. So many times I wanted to give up in mm-hmm. terms of like maybe this career path isn't for me. Maybe I'm like getting out over ahead of myself. Like I definitely had those thoughts, but I mean, I'm only sitting here today, like speaking to this and going to the golden globes because I didn't give up. And that's, what's so cool is like someone listening, like whatever dream you have. And you, and if you can visualize it and you can see it and you can sense it and you can feel it like in your blood and veins, like yes. do not stop because yes. it's going to be very, 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 very hard, but you have to like visualize it. And that's why I believe in vision boards so much because almost all of my vision boards in the past years have come true. That's incredible. You know, down to the people, like putting people on my board that I'm now friends with. Yeah. The other thing that I want people to know about your story too, is that you're mm self-made. You came to LA with no connections. I think a lot of people think in this industry, you're just like in general, in order to be successful, you have to know somebody who knows somebody. Right. But I think you are living proof that like you can come and do it, but it's not going to come easy. Mm -hmm. But I will say there's so much power in that too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I held a little resentment towards people that got like a ton of money or like family support or like nepotism and like the models that have like famous, like model parents. Like, I think I struggled with resentment of like, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. And I think I like really struggled with that until recently. I'm like, no, but that built so much grit in me and Mm -hmm. so much character in me and so much inspiration and life into me. And then when I do get something and I do get a hold of it, it's like, it makes it all worth it. Like it it makes it even more, I don't even know the word, but it makes it more fulfilling and more just like I did that. Like I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I did that, you know? Yeah. What advice do you have for somebody who doesn't have those connections? I think at the end of the day, 90% of it is hard work, you know? And that's the thing is like, yes, you can be delusional. You can speak on it. You can make vision boards. You have to work hard. And like, people aren't going to like that answer, but you just do. But if you want it so badly, you'll do anything it takes to get it. And that's just going to be your journey. So you might have to work harder than the next person that has the handout or the connection or the money, but it'll feel way better once you get it. Advice to get to that point is like having the clear vision, writing it down. And honestly, like throw paint at a wall and see what sticks. Like constantly be throwing shit at the wall. Like if you want to be X, you're going to have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A to get to X every single day. 
you have to be consistent. There's going to be days where we're human. You need a rest. But like, I was so consistent for the last four years. That's why I'm here. Like it's consistency. It's throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. If it doesn't stick, you pick it up, you throw it again. Like you see what works, you see what doesn't, you trial and error. Like you're a good person. You show up to events. You are, you're pushing the envelope. Like you are applying pressure. Like you just apply pressure. Yeah. Like you're going to everything. You're saying yes to everything in the beginning, right? Like you're taking those opportunities. Like you're driving the extra mile when you're living out of town. You're taking the flight when, you know, you should be saving money, but you know, this is an investment into your career. You take the flight. Like I believe in investing in yourself wholeheartedly. Like everything I've made, I reinvest into myself and my business. Yeah. You know, it's like constantly improving and bettering yourself. The mindset, you know? Yeah. yeah. And going back to what you said about manifestation and being delusional, like that's one thing, but actually taking actually. action is like so yeah, important. Of course. Like you can't just sit there and be like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm going to recover. Like you have to work hard and make those things happen. Yeah. Like what are you doing every single day to take steps towards reaching that goal? Totally. Yeah. And it's the baby steps. Like, yes, this big goal of like, I want to be a celebrity, whatever. I want to be a chef for this family or whatever. And it, and it seems so big, but it's like, what are the baby steps that you can do? Is it waking up 20 minutes earlier? Is it going to bed a little bit earlier? So you're fresh in the morning. Is it getting a workout in every morning? Because now you're fresh and clear and can be more creative. Is it posting X amount of videos or X amount of TikToks a day to get to the point of reaching an X amount of followers you want to hit? Is it moving to LA to be well-connected to the families that you maybe want to work for one day? Like you have to think of the baby steps. Like if I want the cover of Vogue Greece, which I do, and it'll happen one day, that sounds so crazy, right? Like Vogue, like, what do you mean Vogue? It's like, okay, but I did the baby steps. Like now I'm SI model. Okay. Now I'm signed to my dream agency at Ford. Took me three and a half years to sign to a big agency like Ford, but we did it. I want to talk about, I know that like we had said, you know, you can get tired of being tired. And personally with my my PCOS journey, when I was starting to gain weight, this was hard for me because my body was changing quickly and I stopped hanging out with friends because I wanted to wait until I looked a certain way to go and do things. Right. So what advice do you have for people who like physically aren't where they want to be and they're not living life because of the way they look? I would just say, just start living now. Like don't wait, don't wait another day. Don't waste another moment. Don't waste another vacation. Like the whole idea of I can't do this until this, like I can't go on a vacation until I lose weight. I can't date until I lose weight. I can't live until I get X amount of money. I can't do this unless I like experience this. And it's like, you're constantly going to wait. You're never going to be ready. I think you just have to start now and like learn to like grow, to love yourself, learn to grow the confidence. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to show yourself grace. It wasn't an overnight. I'm so confident. See, you have confidence. It was not. It was like years and years since like seventh grade of being insecure. Like we're talking decades, like until I found confidence. So it's like, choose to live now. There's things that you can do like action steps of like clearing out like your environment, like surrounding yourself with good people, you know, filtering out the bad people that are like competitive with you or make you feel bad about yourself. Like do a daily check-in. Like, how do you feel when you leave your job? How do you feel when you leave your friends? Are you feeling full? Are you feeling depleted? Stay away from the people that feel depleted and cut out the people that make you feel bad about yourself. And if it's family and if it's friends and if it hits home because it's maybe a mom or a dad or you have to put the boundaries in, you have to make a space around you, an environment around you that feels inviting and warm and safe and able to be who you are wholeheartedly, who like you feel good about yourself. I mean, yeah. we already have it so hard enough. Imagine hanging around people that make you feel bad about yourself. Right. Yeah. We already make ourselves feel bad about ourselves. 
why would I want to hang out with him or date him or be around her, or be around that family member when they make me feel bad about myself? Yeah, you have to remove all of those Holy. things that are that are not contributing to your success, or your happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's easier said than done. But again, yeah. I feel like those are the little changes that people think, like your environment, who's around you. Right. Huge not change. Not just the words you're saying to yourself, but other, what are other people saying to you? Yep. Cut them out. Yep. Them and out. how they talk about their body. If they're always like, I'm yes. fat, I'm ugly. Okay, well, great. Like I can't be around that energy because I'm on a self-love journey. So if you're saying how fat and ugly you are and you are half my size, one, imagine what you think I look. Mm. Two, your words are hurting me. And three, your mindset is a horrible, negative, low vibrational mindset. I don't want to be around it. Yeah. And I feel like that conversation needs to be had with more friends because I think for the sake of just keeping other people happy or not wanting to end a friendship, even if it's been a lifelong friendship, if you want to get to where you want to go, you have to remove certain people from your life. Yeah. Because they will slow you down. They will get in your head. They will keep you thinking low. Yeah, exactly. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Starting a health and wellness journey can be pretty overwhelming, and it's so unique for each person. Exercise and movement in general was a big obstacle for me because at first I was moving my body consistently, but not seeing or feeling any results. Once I regulated my menstrual cycle, learning how to exercise during each phase of my cycle provided my body with so much energy and I started to feel results. Whether you're going all in or you're easing into it, Aloe Moves has the classes and flows that are made to move with you. It's an on-demand streaming and wellness platform from Aloe Yoga. From yoga and fitness to meditation and self-care, Aloe Moves makes it easy to ritualize movement and really make you feel more aligned with your body. Exercise is not one size fits all, so I like that they're able to tailor what I need with hundreds of new classes every single month. I was able to experience their cycle syncing program before it launched and I have been hooked ever since. And I'm traveling pretty frequently this year, so this makes it so much easier for me to stay consistent, whether I want to do the workout in my Airbnb or hotel or even on the beach. So no matter where you're at in your wellness journey, it is time to get moving with Aloe Moves. You can get a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves.com and use code wellnessherway. 
That's alomoves.com, code wellnessherway in all caps. That's a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves.com, code wellnessherway in all caps. Are you single and struggling with dating or in a long-term relationship and want to take that next step? Or maybe you've been together with your partner forever and you want to spice things up. We Met at Acme is a dating podcast for you, and I really hope you come check it out. I'm Lindsay Metzelar, and we have so much to talk about together. So check out We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts, and I can't wait to meet you. One of the things I want to chat with you about, which I know that you haven't spoken a ton about on social media, is your experience with PCOS. Yes. I was also diagnosed with PCOS and just making the changes in your nutrition and your workouts can be pretty tough to navigate. So I want to know about your symptoms and your PCOS journey. Yeah. So recently I did get diagnosed. I haven't really publicly shared much other than maybe one other interview, but I just don't know how to go about with sharing it. I think when I first got told it recently, I didn't know if I wanted to share it. I didn't know how I wanted to speak on it because you're also just trying to like process it. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, let me research about it now. And like, I don't, it's like scary to hear that. It is scary. And I think it's like finding a tribe and a community of other women that have it has been helpful and like talking to other friends that have it. You know, everyone has different symptoms. Mine you know, explains why I probably had bad acne too growing up and I didn't know it. Maybe it was PCOS and I just didn't know. Irregular periods, of course, the high testosterone, low estrogen, which can give you breakouts, anxiety, stress, which I struggle a lot with anxiety and stress, you know, just feeling like I can never chill. I feel like the weight gain has been a huge one and like not knowing why or how I was able to gain so much weight while still living like a healthy lifestyle. This was my biggest thing. It was like I the craziest like I was thing. doing all the right things. I was working out regularly. Right. I was still eating, eating right. Eating right. And I continued to gain weight. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. Nothing was working. No, I was going to my doctor's appointments. They were yeah. telling me to consume less food, work out right. more. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is Watch not- your calories in versus out, like yes. all that shit. Yeah. And it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. I want to know now, you know, if you've made changes in your workouts or in your nutrition. Yeah. So everybody's different and you have to talk to your doctor. But with mine, it was, you know, I just want to feel healthy. I want to feel good. I want to feel strong. I want to feel energetic. I, I just want to like nurture my body the way it needs to be like nurtured. And for me, there were certain food groups that we wanted to work on removing because it would help with the inflammation. So like gluten and dairy were two really big ones for PCOS. And like your body doesn't know how to digest it. It caused a lot of inflammation for me. So I've been trying to cut and like limit that out. It's hard with diet culture and being in the space that I am in to speak on cutting out food. And speaking on diets and whatever. And like, I don't want to fall into the diet culture, like an eating disorder. Cause like, that's kind of where I came from. And I've like really overcome a lot of those challenges. Do you find it difficult to speak about the changes that you're making? Yeah. Especially because I'm such a pioneer for this community of like loving your body. And I do, but now with having this diagnosis, it kind of flipped everything upside down of like, well, how do I still show up for myself and love my body and who I am without being like, I need to lose this weight now and I need to cut these foods out. So that's been kind of challenging, but I don't even look at it now like I need to lose weight. It's more so of just like, 
I want to cut out things that don't make me feel good that literally just bloat me, just inflammation, like all these things. And also just like fixing my workouts. Like I work out with a trainer. I've been like an athlete my whole life. I love working out. That will never change. And that is a form of self-love. Yes. And I love to work out. But there's like the low impact that are like better for PCOS. And like the long walks are really helpful for me. So like I want to start like going on the treadmill and just like going on longer walks. I love doing like the whatever 15, 15, 12, 12, yeah, 30. 12, yeah. 12, 15, 30. 12, 30. We love 12, 30. No, it's, it's the so best. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So I've been like doing that a lot, mixing up my workouts with my trainer and like doing like less high intensity and just mixing that up. Pilates has helped me a lot. Yeah. Kind of like just low impact. But it's been a challenge and I'm still like always open ears and learning and wanting to read more on it and like speak to you more about it and like what you do and like how to nurture your body and what kind of nutrition you're eating and stuff. So, I mean, I have like meal preps where I try to cut out a lot of like sugar and I just do like high protein diet is kind of like my main source from Monday to Friday is how I want to like focus my eating and but I don't follow any strict like diet plan. Yeah, I'm the, like I'm the same way. I did remove gluten and dairy and then I started to cut back on refined sugar because mm-hmm. I also had an insulin sensitivity. But I will also say like when I was making those changes for my hormones, my approach and my outlook was so different than when I was in college my freshman year thinking like, oh, I need to lose a freshman 15 for this reason. I'm going to do vegan mm-hmm. and paleo. Like the approach was so much different because mm-hmm. you are healing the root cause of your symptoms and you're improving your hormone health to feel good, not to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you know? So I think when the end goal is different, even the approach and the way you speak about it mm-hmm. is so different too, because you're not trying to change anything about your body other than how you want to feel. At least totally. that was my approach. Totally. And then, you know, naturally because things might change things physically, change, but like my cortisol, right. lowered, my stress lowered, like that's going to change your my whole, water retention, the way I your feel. Your skin. Yes, exactly. So I think- Your sleep schedule, all that. I mean, the way it's all so interconnected is crazy. But what's even crazier is like when you go to a doctor and they're like, yeah, try to consume less calories, work out more, or here's birth control. Right. You know, no, and it's you get so told crazy. one of those things, not every single time. And I'm just speaking Ugh. from my own experience. Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of but, girls can experience and relate to that. Yeah. And I, I just think making those changes to feel a certain way instead of to yeah. look a certain way yeah. is going to change your outlook. It's going to change your attitude when you're making the changes yep. and the results you're going to get, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think finding a good doctor that makes you feel good that, you know, doesn't jump to alternatives or jump to certain diets or Ozempic or whatever it is like finding a doctor that will hear you out and hear your concerns and help you get to where you need to get from a health perspective and on a feeling good basis and getting your period regulated and getting your hormones balanced again. And I'm low in vitamin D and there's so many things that you just like, you never know. And no doctor would ever tell you unless you do like a full blood panel. Yeah. So it's like, I'm a do the blood panel, do it. Doing the test because even just like from conversations that you hear from people or yeah. your friend recommends, Hey, take the supplement. Everybody is so different. So you different. have to have those results based off of your own blood. Yeah. And you need to have those lab tests to know what your body needs. Right. What one person needs, what your PCOS is going to be different than mine. You yeah. know, yeah. The vitamins you're deficient in are different than mine. So if I sit here and say, oh, I think you should take, you know, vitamin D. Well, we don't know because you haven't like had your blood test. Right. You know? But like I, I would have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing what works for you. And like, if you don't like want to take a medication, like what kind of like supplements are out there? And like, would love to talk to you even on air or off air of like things that you're doing or supplements that you're taking to help with your levels. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it can feel lonesome. It can feel like isolating 
But I think having a group and some girls that you can talk to. Yeah, sure. I'm definitely like any anytime you have questions about my experience, or the yeah. things like I'm more than happy to chat with you because it's not talked enough about. And I remember no. when I was diagnosed, I just cried because I was like, oh, what's PCOS? Yeah, it's scary. And nobody was talking about it. So and I now think, so many girls have it and are talking about yes, it. Yes. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. that that's changing. One of the things too is that like people equate the looking thin with being healthy. And mm-hmm. I want to know your opinion on that because I feel like this goes hand in hand with focusing how you feel instead of how you look. So what advice do you have for somebody who looks at somebody that, that's thin and say, oh, they must be healthy. I want to be like that. Yeah. I mean, that's been really wild for me to see. Mm-hmm. I think I can wholeheartedly say like I was in the shoes of someone that was smaller, that was unhealthy. Like I was unhealthy the way I spoke about myself. I was unhealthy the way I would restrict and then binge. I was unhealthy in my over excessively working out. Mm-hmm. I was unhealthy with who I hung out with. I was unhealthy how I spoke about myself. Like I was unhealthy at a size six to 10 and now I'm a 14. Like I always say this, I am the biggest now and I'm the most confident I've ever been. And it just says so much because it's like you look at someone and now everyone thinks they're a doctor. Everyone thinks that they know that you're so unhealthy or you know, I have comments all the time, like go walk a mile or go to the gym or go get a gym membership. A little do they know I work out every day with a trainer. Like, it's just like, people don't know you. People don't know what you're eating. People, they don't know you. And even if they did, why are we so comfortable about talking about other people's bodies? It's like so wild. It's not okay. Like, why do we care? Like, why are we talking about the next person's body and then her body and her body? It's like, our bodies are the least interesting things about ourselves. You literally just took the words right. Like, why do we care? We say that. Yeah. How do you feel when you leave this inter- an interaction with somebody? Yeah. You know, what memories you have with that person? Yeah. Your body. Do they make you the laugh? Do they make you smile? Interesting yeah. Thing about you. Yeah. Like when you die, not to be like sad, but like <laughs> when you die, no one's going to be like, well, she had a really rocking body. No, it's like, nobody's going to remember. She that. lit up the room when she walked in. She was so kind to everyone. She made me laugh. Like, no one, like, why do our bodies, when we are alive, like, why does that matter and hold so much weight on us as our confidence in society? Like, I bring so much more to the table than my body will ever bring. Yes. And it's like, and same for the next person. And so yes. I think for me, health is such an interesting and taboo subject because you can't look at someone and know their health levels. You you don't know their charts. And I think we're told from society that smaller means healthy, means mm-hmm. happy, means beautiful. And big means unhealthy. You let yourself go. You're disgusting. You don't work out. You don't have a gym membership, but but you don't know their bloodline. You don't know what they struggle with. You don't know if they have a condition. You don't know if they do work out every day and they're probably stronger than you. You don't know if they can outwork you in a mile. Like come work out with me. And I probably like, you know what I'm saying? Like when people yeah. are like, oh, you're so unhealthy, whatever. I'm like, work out with me. Jump I literally will probably outwork you. Like yeah. quite literally, like I'm very strong. I'm very fit, but someone may look at me and not think that. I say this to like, let those comments like run off your back if people mm-hmm. are making comments or and stop yourself too because we're all human you may look at someone and have a thought of their body or whatever it's like actually stop yourself mid thought i don't know this person mm-hmm. why do i care and why am i making judgments on someone's body and someone's health i don't know them and i think we forget that just because someone is smaller it's it's so far off from health and it doesn't equate to yeah it doesn't, it doesn't equate, equate to health, to health. Yeah. you don't know like some of the most like smallest women I know, like especially in college, were so unhealthy. They weren't eating. They were on Adderall every day. They were doing cocaine every day and then drinking and then smoking cigarettes. And like they weren't eating, like missing meals. Like 
or some of the girls that were really small that had an insane metabolism and maybe like a bloodline of like very small, like relatives and family members, like could eat the like donuts and pizza and whatever. But like, if I literally smell pizza, I gain 10 pounds. Like I can't eat like that. My body's not cut for that. I like the same body as my mom. We're very hippie and curvy. Like if I were to eat pizza every day for a week, I would probably not get and gain 15 pounds. Like it's crazy how quick I gain weight, but someone that's smaller could eat pizza every day and eat donuts in the morning and like whatever, whatever, and like never work out. Mm -hmm. And they're very small, but you don't know if they're strong. You don't know their like anemic levels. You don't know their like their, you know, you don't know their blood levels. So it's like, they might be not healthy on the inside, but I'm not going to sit there and like judge them and say they're whatever, but you can't tell me the girl that's smaller is healthier than me. You just can't by the way we look. Yeah. You don't have enough information to even make that, to even make that call. So it's so crazy when people say that. It is it's crazy, so but it's crazy. so common. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I know everyone needs to be reminded of that and yeah. checked on that. And, you know, it's it's wired in our brain to think that way, it though. Is. Yeah, it, you know? yeah, we are wired. Yeah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Crazy. If you're comfortable speaking about this too, I know you went through a yeah. traumatic experience recently when you went out with your friends. You were roofied mm-hmm. and you were so vulnerable, shared your experience online. I want you to speak on this. Can you tell everybody what happened Yeah, and the changes that you've made now or the things that you've shared to spread awareness? Yeah. I mean, it was super scary. I got roofied in West Hollywood a few months ago. And I just think it's times are so different right now and it's very unsafe and we just have to be, 
you know, extra cautious, unfortunately, and as women, extra careful and really vet people out, especially with dating apps. Like you don't know who you're meeting in person. You don't know who you're meeting or speaking to. And like just being careful and aware of your surroundings. I'm so glad I had a friend there. Yeah, it was very, very uncomfortable and very violating. It's almost like something entered my body that I didn't want there. It's like so an assault. You, you were going out with with your friends as usual. Is this a place that you've been to no. several times? Okay, new no. Place. So this was at the Abbey in West Hollywood, which is a gay bar. I've been to the Abbey. It's fun. Yeah, I know. Won't be going back now. No, I know. <laughs> it's like everyone story. and their moms has been roofied there. Like my messages were flooding with over a hundred people that got roofied there. That's what I was going to ask you if you had women. That, it's a that very popular spot. Story. Yeah, it's a very popular spot for that. Unfortunately. And I just think that I went out. I had already been drinking a little bit. I get out of the car and out of the Uber and immediately was targeted by these two men. Okay. And they like immediately targeted me and came up to me and smooth talked to me. And oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Oh my God. Like come in, come in. Like we're going to buy you a drink da, da, da. and was very just like aggressive. And so like, I was just like drinking and having fun. And I was like, okay, sure. Buy me a drink, whatever. Like, let's just go in and dance. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are intense. Like I get in, they were just so like almost double teaming. It's like a business. Like it's so freaky and like just double teaming me. And like my friend that I was with this guy, he was just like, you know, here to have fun. And we're just like, he kind of thought a little bit red flaggy, but we didn't really know. We go to the bar and what we didn't realize in the moment is when one of the guy was buying me the drink, the other guy was distracting me, talking to me. So he was buying me a drink while the other guy was like this, like faced on me at the bar and kind of had his back to the guy buying me a drink to kind of block him out and was just like, so where are you from? You're so gorgeous. You're so this, like whatever, like blowing smoke at my ass. But like, I was just like having fun. Like, which is like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, You're like I and, hear this all the time. Yeah. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to get my drink and go dance. Yeah. Like what? And yeah, he was distracting me. So the other guy for sure roofied me. And then within 10 minutes, I was like a different person. My friend said he like, didn't even recognize me. Like I was just, it was bad. Oh my gosh. Were you alone. I mean, you were with your friends the whole time. So he, he noticed. Yeah. But he knew to, he noticed a shift and he kept saying like, don't drink it. Don't drink it. Like I have a bad feeling. Like let's, I'm going to get us new drinks. I'm going to get us new drinks. But I was like, what? Like what? It's like loud in here. I'm like, what? He's like, Ella, like just don't drink it. Don't drink it. But they're standing right there. And he's like, just don't drink it. Cause he kind of felt sketch. But what happened is like, I danced and I like spinned around and like, mm-hmm. wasn't really listening. And I like took a full chug and he was like, fuck. And he like took the drink from me. and was like, I'm buying us new ones. And I was like, okay. Like kind of like, don't be paranoid, but like, okay, for sure. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, I was like gone. A security guard actually saw them following me the entire night. They followed, oh, they followed you in the bar. You. And I was kind of starting to like fall over and like lose my ability. And like my, you know, that's one of the side effects. Like you start yeah. losing, like you can't like walk as good. Like it was so scary. And like went to the bathroom and it's a co-ed bathroom. And yes. I went to the bathroom and came out of the stall. And when I looked in the mirror, they were standing behind me. So scary. And I like looked at my friend and I was like, and he was like, come on. And like, grab my hand. I was like, let's go. And the security guard saw them following me and like came up to me. I was like, ma'am, can I talk to you for a second? And I like literally thought I was like in high school, like in trouble. I'm like, yeah. And I like followed her. I'm like, what's going on? Like at this point, hammered because I'm like drugged. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I think so. Like, I think so. And she was like, do you know those men that keep following you? And I was like, no, oh my God, but they won't leave me alone. Like, who are they? Like, who are they? And she's like, okay. You stay right here. We're going to go kick them out. They're known for preying on women. What's so crazy to like, me is that, they, wait, they, that they're known for this. And but they're, they're still allowed in the, the establishment. Bar. That's what I'm telling you. They don't care. They the don't bar. crack down on it. Like the they don't that, care. The fact that people know that they are known for this. For being predators and they're not plastered all over the wall of do not enter. Yeah, it's fucking insane. 
I mean, thank goodness for that security guard. Right. That, that woman that like saw it and kicked them out, but like they shouldn't have been let in in the first place or bought a drink for it. Like the bartender, how dare you give a drink to a man that's known to pre- like be a predator to women? Like you start to think, what were their intentions with me? Like that's so scary. Like sex trafficking's huge. Yeah. I cannot imagine what was going through your head like after that moment. And oh my when God. You home and like realized. Finally, you- I got home. They were waiting outside for me. My friend like shoved me into the car. Yeah. It's like they're fucking right there. When I got home, I woke up and I just kept remembering I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I kept saying like, I don't remember. I don't remember. And he'd be like, how do you not remember? We just had a conversation about it. And like, I'm not like a drunk like that at all. Like when I get really drunk, if I ever do, it's not like that. So he's like, I've never, ever in my life seen you like this. Like you couldn't remember anything. And I'd be like, but I don't remember. And he'd be like, how do you not remember? And like was getting frustrated. And I was like, what? And I woke up and I literally was ill. I was sick for like four days straight. Oh, like vomiting, stomach pain. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's, that's when I knew. Cause I'm never, I mean, even if I were to drink a lot, I would never be yeah. like that. I was like, yeah. I was down bad for a week. Yeah. That's so scary. It's one of those things that personally I'm like, oh, you know, you hear about it happening. Mm-hmm. You never think that it's going to happen to you. Right. I and would never think, oh, nobody no. would ever be for me. Like, yeah. Keep an eye out my drink. Yeah. I thought, the sa- I thought the same. Like no one's safe. What do you recommend now? Knowing that you've been through that situation, what are some tips or some things that people can keep in mind when they're going out to make sure they're being extra safe? Be super, super alert. Never have the extra drink. Like truly, truly like it is scary times right now. Like be extra alert. Go in groups, especially with friends that wouldn't leave you. Like my friend had wanted to go earlier. Like what if he would have left me? Like what if I would have stayed there? Like I could cry thinking about what could have happened. Because like friends, friends could do that and friends get drunk and they're like, I'm going to go home. Like you have fun or like you look like you're having fun, whatever. And like could leave you like talk to your friends about it before you go out. Like be like, look, like let's have a pact. Like if something seems off, like let's have a code word. I always do code words. Like do what feels right for you and your friends. Have good friends in your circle. Like tell them no matter how much you're vibing with a guy or whatever, like do not leave you. Yes. Like so do not leave I you been in situations where I've been left and I'm just, it's not a good feeling mm-hmm. at all. Like friends who really have right. back and care about you are not going to leave you. Even if like, maybe you're <sighs> drunk and like, you can't make the best call for yourself and you're like, I'm fine. I've had a no. friend be like, no, you're not. We're going home. <laughs> and then I actually like, didn't stay with this one guy. And I'm really glad I didn't because I like have a bad feeling and it, and she was smart enough to know that I wasn't in the right mindset to make that decision. So she had to step in as a friend to be like, Ella, I'm not leaving you here right now with him. Right. Yeah. And so it's like having good friends in your circle and talking about it beforehand, coming up with a game plan, like, you know, watching every move, every drink. When one guy buys you a drink, you're watching the bartender making it. Like I will never sometimes accept a drink from someone. Too, yeah. It's so sometimes they're in on it to be so alert. Yeah. So, so alert. sometimes they're in on it and that's what's so scary, but it's like, watching yeah like you truly truly you can't trust anyone and like even the bartender like watch the bartender's hands like the whole time like if a guy on a date now like if he were to bring me a drink I'm not drinking it even if I've been dating you for I will not drink it yeah unless you're my long 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 long-term boyfriend like I can't take that risk and chance anymore like from A to B to my hand I need like there's too much of like a situation or even at like you know a bartender like I will not trust it. Like I have to watch the bartender make it with his own hands now yeah. and give it to my hand. Yeah. That's exactly how I am. Yeah. I think more people that you do, people are too trusting. Unfortunately, like yeah. I'm somebody who wants to think the best or think that it will never happen to me, but you just can't operate like that. Yeah. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. It's so scary. It is really scary, but it's very common, unfortunately. Yes. And a lot of people experience this. So I just be, be aware, know it's out there at your local bars and, 
You're never too safe. You're never too cautious. Never leave your drink down for more than a second. Always watch it. Like mm-hmm. you have to bring it into the bathroom or have a friend hold it for you right outside the bath. Like do what you can to never lose sight of your drink because it's so easy to drop something in there and you never can know. see so it. Easy. So yeah. easy. I commend you so much for being able to speak about it. It's obviously a super Thank traumatic you. experience, but yeah. you're helping so many women learn how to be more aware because this totally. is real and it's happening. Like now. Yeah. yeah. It's happening now. We're going to jump into some rapid fire questions. Okay, let's do it. You're a queen when it comes to posing. When it comes to like full body poses, you've got a cute outfit on. Where do the hands go? Where are the hips going? And like, how do we get our most flattering angle for full body pics? Full body pics. Are you taking it in the mirror or someone taking it of you? Somebody's taking it of me. So let's say we're coaching a bestie. Like, what do we tell them to get a fire (laughs) pic? Okay. And then, and then where do our, you're like asking for a friend, me, (laughs) Um, I'm dead. Okay. So you have to first pose in the mirror and like, see what's your best angle. Cause my best angle might be different than someone else, you know, depending on like your body type. I always like to put one leg in front to really like elongate your body. And I like to make shapes with your body. Okay. So like, I like to show my waist to hip ratio. So maybe like I will curve my, you know, hip in, put my leg out, maybe put like a hand on one hip or like just my shoulders back like this with my hands down. And it kind of builds this illusion of just like body, body, body. I think it depends on what you're trying to accentuate from the front. I like like both hands on the hips, like holding my waist. I like to, they always say make shapes with your body. So like this is a triangle. And if my hand is here, then my hips are poked out there to like, Bring like the hip gotcha. out. Okay. So think about the shape that you're the creating. shape that you're creating with your okay. body, with your hands, with whatever, and try tweaking it. Like try with one leg out, but usually just center like straight on will never really look that good. You have to give shape. So whether okay. that's like one leg in front, one leg behind, like now you're from the side. So you're building shape with like, you know, every part of your body and then your face, you always want, like if you're smizing, <laughs> Give us the smize tips. The smize is you're basically making love to the camera. So you have to like really lock in. It's all in the eye contact and you have to like do this. Like, Am I doing it? Like, yes, yes, queen. <laughs> yes. And then you, you can say like prune with your mouth, oh. like prune and keep your mouth. Oh, the like, pout, the open uh-huh. pout. Okay. And it's like an open pout, like prune and then hold that prune. and then lock in the eyes. I'm going to try not to laugh. And it's like prune. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I always like lift my eyebrow and it's just kind of like a little smize and just like hit it, like look away from the camera and then look back and practice in the mirror and like look away and look back at the camera and practice. And like, it just does take practice, but I would say like soft in the mouth, soft in the face, open the gaze of your eyes, the eye contact, maybe lower your chin a little bit, lift your eyebrows. And it's just like a soft feminine like gaze. And like take up a little bit more space with your body. Cause I feel yeah. like normally when you ask somebody to take a picture, it's like sometimes you freeze and it's like, fuck, what do I do with my arms? I, I know, I know. Like, don't be afraid to take up space. Always like guide your hand up your hips a little too. Okay. So if your hands are just straight down, it's hard when I'm sitting, but when your hands yeah. are just straight down like this, it's kind of just like blah. Mm-hmm. But if you rise your hand up a little bit on the side of your hips mm-hmm. and you kind of have this like, you know, you wiggle at your fingers, relax your hands so they're not stiff, yeah. but then you kind of guise up your hips. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're like holding your lower hip. Okay. That's prettier than that. And just so this is resting. more flattering than that, you know, I and then you that. kind of just like go into the hip and the dips. Like Amazing. That. <laughs> We've got the tips. Okay. 2024 ins and outs. It can be wellness. It can be beauty. It can be literally anything. I would say... What's in is prioritizing like myself and what's best for me. So I think, you know, in the start of your career and everything, you always want to say yes to everything. And I think I'm at a point now where like kind of just prioritizing like a healthy mindset and almost more of like a balance, like lifestyle balance, like life balance between like 
work, life, friendship, relationships. Like I really want to find a healthy balance. And I think we're ingrained in our head, like no balance, no balance, grind it out, grind it out. And it's like the grind culture, which definitely can get you so far, but the burnout is real. And then you lose maybe health and you're losing, you don't have relationships. Maybe you lost friendships because you don't prioritize them. So I really want this year to like go to another level, but also prioritize like my mind, my body, my peace and prioritizing in, you know, my energy. I feel like, you know, if I have to say no to a big thing because my energy is not right and I need to focus on me and, you know, nurturing that. So yeah, I love I that. A I big think so many people think being busy equates to success too. And those yes. two do not always coincide. So yes. Yeah. And going off of that too is like being less busy and more intentional. Yes. And then one out I would say is I really want to work on not being late. Like, I know this sounds crazy. I'm and with like, you. Let's not, hold each other accountable. Can we please? Like, okay, so we are the same person. It's so hard. And I, and I don't love it. It's probably one of my biggest flaws and yeah. I'm really working on it. Yeah. I just feel like I lose sense of time and I'm just like, well, I can get there like in 10 minutes when it's really 20 or like, well, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But then you don't leave for another 10. Like, it's like I'm giving myself more credit than what yes. I was like, literally cannot do this in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, I'll it's be like there, hard. I'll be there at five and it's like, 510 and I'm still crimping my hair. No, literally. Literally. (laughs) Like the idea of time. I need to like know time better. So like time management. So just like having poor time management is so out. It really is out. It's out. That is on my list. We're going to hold each other accountable. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I think a big part of confidence is starting your day with a practice that, you know, obviously helps you lean into that. So what is one thing that people can do first thing in the morning that's going to make them feel more confident? Wake up, look in the mirror, say you're a bad bitch, say your affirmations in the mirror, say it even if it doesn't feel right, fake it till you make it. I said it, you heard it here first. You got to do what you got to do. Look in the mirror, give yourself the affirmations, no matter how low or maybe a bad day you're having, like do it, like really, really, really do it. Wake up and be like, I love myself. Like point something out that you like, like, like stop picking out what you don't and verbalize it. Yeah. I think that's so important. Writing down your top three things of what you're grateful for. Having a gratitude mindset doesn't even have to be body related. Will then translate into your overall gratitude of who you are, your being, your body. Yeah. Just living in a state of gratitude all the time is very, very key. Doing something that feels good. Like if that's going for a walk, go for a walk. If it's going to the gym, go to the gym. If it's a class, if it's getting coffee with a friend, like do something that fills your cup that makes you better. That's so good. I love that. I think yeah. also too, because when I was going through my journey with my health, even the compliments that you give yourself out loud, they don't have to be physical. Like right. I love that I feel energized right yes. now. I love that I feel like I crushed the day. Like it yes. can be a compliment to yourself that doesn't have anything to do with your body. Yes. I think we don't do that enough. Totally. And yeah. saying it out loud because people are like, you know, there's such a bad image or bad whatever on being selfish. And I would argue that being selfish has literally gotten to where I'm at today. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be Yeah, in the most positive way. And like you have to love yourself more than anything. Like selfish like doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. I think you're told when you're a kid, don't be selfish. Think about others before yourself. Mm-hmm. When the plane's going down, who do you put the mask on first? You or your friend? No, they say, put it on you first before your yeah. family, even before a kid, you put it on you first. Yep. You got to take care of you. None of this works. None of the ship works unless you're good. Focus on you. Prioritize your self-care. Prioritize who you are as a person inside and out. Fill your cup up daily because I can't fill from an empty cup. I would not be where I'm at to be able to give confidence, help, and speak on podcasts if I didn't focus on me in college. When I decided to do what I wanted to do, had I not focused on me, I wouldn't be here today. Right. 
I wouldn't be confident. I would still be insecure and like unhappy. But because I focused on me, I stayed, I stayed single for like five years. It was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. I focus so much on me every single day that I'm able to help hundreds of thousands of people now today. If you take the time to fill up your own cup, you're able to give so much more energy, but you can't do that. And with fill an, up others. You can't do that with an empty cup. No, so you do. You have to prioritize yourself. Be selfish. Be selfish. Like if you take yeah, one thing away from this, guilty. if yeah, take one thing away, be selfish, focus on you. It's the best thing you can do for you, your family, your friends. So important. Um, I'm so inspired by you and your story. I can feel the confidence literally just sitting here with you. It's I love so it. Awesome. Let's take on the world. And you are just such a kind person. So thank you so much for coming on. I love everything that you've shared. And I hope you guys love this episode. Thank you. You're the sweetest. Thanks but for having me. Before we go, where can everybody find you? Yes. yes. So if you love this episode, thank you so much for following. You can now follow me for more at Ella Halikis on Instagram and TikTok. And stay tuned for all the crazy, the crazy journey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. You can catch a new episode of Wellness Her Way every Monday. I want to hear from you, so please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast, and let me know what you thought of this episode. Be sure to follow at Wellness Her Way Podcast on Instagram to connect with me and send in all the questions and topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this amazing community. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.